0: is I want to talk about the practicality um, of the supremacy of Christ. And um, I say that word, and it's like, supremacy of Christ. It sounds like this big theological thing. I honestly think the supremacy of Christ in your life is the most practical thing for your now and forever. You dealing with, receiving, responding to the supremacy of Jesus Christ in your heart is the biggest thing for your life, and it's what the devil's most concerned about. How this happens, how this is established, let me unpack it with a couple of verses and just a couple little statements here. In Colossians 1, 15 through 18, which is where we lift this phrase up, in the NIV it says, the son, Paul says, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. He's the best Adam. That's what it's saying. Adam failed, here came the image, God in flesh. He's the firstborn over all creation. That means it's his inheritance The firstborn gets the inheritance. That means he's the firstborn over everything, and he's going to get it at the macro and micro level. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, whether they're invisible or they're visible, whether they're thrones or powers or rulers, which all exist and authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him, all things hold together. Planets, you can call it gravity. I'm telling you, it's the supremacy of Jesus Christ. It's his Hebrews will say, one, he sustains and holds all things together by his powerful word. He is the word, and he's executing his word to keep this whole natural realm held together. It's stunning the glory of who Jesus is. And he is the head of the body. This is verse 18. He's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything. He might have the supremacy. You might have a version that says preeminence or first place. It's all the same. The supremacy of Jesus Christ is the bada bing. It's the crescendo of what we're talking about here. He is the head of the church. He's the head of this new family. The firstborn from among the dead. That's the most stunning statement arguably that was said right there. A man embraced the last enemy to be, to be defeated, which is death. He wrote, Jesus voluntarily entered into sinners' hands and let sinners do what sin does, and it killed him. He fully died for three days. And then he resurrected, born, as a, as a tomb became a womb that changed all humanity. You and I will resurrect because the resurrection has already started. God, one man has got up from the grave Firstborn from among the dead, and because of that, he is to have the supremacy in everything. That in everything he might have the supremacy is my favorite phrase. I contend that the supremacy of Christ is not just high theology, but listen, is literally the most practical issue in your life. The supremacy of Christ should not only fill our orthodoxy, everything, doctrine, should be centered in who the Son of God is. The doctrine is just framework for who Jesus is and how we respond to him and what he's going to do. That's all your Bible is. He should fill our orthodoxy, but I tell you, if he does that and does not fill your orthopraxy, then you have missed the point. The orthodoxy must be construed around him. Truth is framed around Jesus, but he must fill your orth. That means the way that you practice your life. The word supremacy means preeminence, first in rank, or I like this, first placeness. It's the first placeness of Jesus in everything. And this is witnessed all through your Bible. This is the primary issue of the Bible, whether it's Moses bringing the Ten Commandments with the first commandment. What's the first commandment, everybody? What's the first of the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That means I'm first. Life's not normal if I'm not First. Your money can't be first, your sex can't be first, your kids can't be first, your family. It will be out of order, maligned, and release sin and death if I'm not first place. And the reason is, is that God knows that's what will bring him most glory and you most happiness. This isn't something put on us to make us dreadful. God made you to be most happy when he's most first. So I've said forever, Second place to last place are all the wrong place for the Lord Jesus Christ. They're a tie for the wrong place. He's got to be first place. And It's not just ought. It's because that's the fountain of life. The first and greatest commandment, according to Jesus, first and great, he'll say it, is to love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is going to say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, the issue is... Of the supremacy of Christ, listen, in your heart, in your mind, in your money, in your family, in your prayers, I should have added, in your body, in your missions, in your visioning, in your dreaming, in your talking, in your sleeping, in your waking, is the ultimate issue of your existence in the universe. Everything that's warring around you is around what place Jesus is In every realm, every sphere. Because it's that he might have the supremacy in everything. Everything that we do. Everything that we are. Though there are many manifestations. Sin is actually the missing of the mark of the glory of God being supreme in all things. That's what sin is. Don't, Don't reduce sin to I looked at that, I did that. I stole that, I lied about that. Yeah, that's... Sin at its granular level, if you will. But all of that was the result of a replacement of something above Jesus. Does that make sense? When he's first place, you are free. When he's first place, you manifest righteousness. You love and you produce life. So sin is at its core the manifestations of him not being supreme. Satan's many strategies and temptations are all focused on toppling the supremacy of Christ in your hearts everywhere. So listen, pride, it's the easy one. The enemy's constant. This was what happened to him. He became Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 12 through 17. Lock in on 17. He became proud on, be- on account of his own beauty. And then he rebelled. And he led this funky m- amalgamation that we're in right now, the war zone called planet Earth. It all happened because of pride. Pride was the dethronement of Yahweh from the heart of Lucifer. The first place of darkness in all of the created order was in the heart of an angel. An angel that slipped, that moved. I don't. How did it happen? How did he perceive it? You know, he's, he's worshiping before the throne of God, And then suddenly God's not preeminent. He is. His own beauty, the glory of God on him. I mean, you're all awesome. But if you get focused on your awesomeness and lose him, then you have turned things upside down. And you begin to go into rebellion. So Satan's strategy, every one of them, every stinking one of them, every lie, every motion, every movement has got one result, one end. The devil wants Jesus not supreme in your life. Not supreme in your affections, in your loves, and in your worship. So when the supremacy of Christ is being established and rooted in every area of our lives, the life of God is manifest. The kingdom happens. It's not just when you, still in rebellion, get the spirit on you, and then you speak in tongues. I've seen it too many times. If he's not supreme, there's no life. You can't, you can't move in the gifts, move in your talents. I could preach all day long, and I'm not going to move anything worth anything that's going to survive the fire of the Lord God himself who will burn up all my waste if this is not centered in and about the supremacy of Christ. That's why I'm so adamant about it with the prayer movement, with unity, with everything we're doing It. It's why my heart, I told Bishop Kimmy, I was with the bishop over the Catholic diocese, and we're leaning in together, eat together, we're going to do prayer together. He came to Cochorina, you know, and I'm like, I I told him my heart thrilled when his video went out. And he said, we're coming together around the supremacy of Christ, and my little heart just went pitter-patter. Because I was like, yes! Because I can't agree with almost 75% of what he does. He leaned in toward me, where this is the level of our friendship, and said, I don't know why you're all not Catholic. And I said to him, I can't understand why any of you stay Catholic. Now, let's go to Jesus. That's what we're doing. I'm just trusting Jesus to burn out all the junk that's between us, and it will only happen, and I'm going to keep calling him back, and we're going to keep coming to that altar of the supremacy of Christ. Your best prayer strategy is the supremacy of Christ. Your best mission plan is the supremacy of Christ. Your best financial strategy, the supremacy of Christ. Your best family plan, establish the supremacy of Christ in your home. Your best life goal should be, can be, will prosper if it's the supremacy of Christ. All hell is raging against this ultimate issue. I mean, thinking about it, diabolically planning to get churches focused on anything but the supremacy of the son. Every trial and treasure, every pain and pleasure... Ever blessing and betrayal are all attempting to be hijacked by the deceiver. All these circumstances so that the supremacy of Christ is removed in your lives. The good news is this, though, tonight. You need to know this because I I set this out there. It's like a goal. Listen, the great gift of your salvation is the third person of Yahweh. You get the Holy Spirit in you. And he didn't just come in you so you have anointed ministry, so you can manifest. Yes, he got in you so he could bring the increase of his son in every acre of your heart. All the acreage of your affections and your emotions, he's invading you on a regular basis, and he's radically committed to it. The one who can actually accomplish this, not you, is actually inside you. The Holy Spirit's working on you when you're asleep, when you're awake, when you're in this building, trying to increase the glory of the Son of God. It's his primary mission. And I think he, number one, gets frustrated when we make his manifestations supreme. Don't do that, he says, I believe. I want to make the Son supreme. Don't make doctrine supreme. Make the Son supreme. Listen, missional people, don't make missions supreme. Make the Son of God supreme. And then out from that, go change the nations. Go manifest stuff. Go have amazing doctrine and preach it everywhere. Is this making sense to everybody? Have I repeated myself enough tonight? This is the passion of my life. This is the passion of the apostolic church. This is the message of the end times. This is what the war's over in all the earth, everybody. And tonight, you're setting at that. Your children are setting at that. We're all setting at the front line of a war right now, Holy Spirit working in you, devil working against you, and your flesh keeps flopping. Your flesh is going, yeah, Holy Spirit. No, I'm fearing, I'm having courage. I'm believing, I'm unbelieving, right? We all do it. Praise God. He who began a good work in you will bring it into completion. And the good work is that his supremacy is burning in your heart. You do not care if you are seen or unseen. You don't care if you're popular or unpopular, as long as Christ is made supreme through my life. This is why Paul sits in a prison cell and can write in Philippians 1.20, whether I live or I die, I'm not inerrant. I don't know whether I live or I die as long as Christ is exalted through my body. I mean, that kind of statement's not said by a normal human being. Normal human beings are like, pray that I live. Get me out of here. I'm gonna have a conversation, I think, with Pastor Dennis, my buddy, and I think he would say, my primary passion wasn't getting over COVID or getting through. My primary passion is that Christ be exalted. And I'm telling you, my God will not fail. Dennis Turner, planted as a seed in a cemetery on these side, is going to bring forth the preeminence of Jesus Christ. It's guaranteed. And I'm giving my life to it more than ever. And I hope you will too. Because this is practical. Is he supreme in your sexuality? Is he supreme in it? Is he supreme in your thought life, your emotions, your loves? Is he supreme in your fellowship? This is the ultimate question and the barometer and the plumb line, if I can steal from a book I like, of whether this thing's from heaven or not. What's coming from heaven is enthroning the Lord Jesus Christ on hearts and nations. So don't give up tonight. Don't wait on a feeling tonight. If you lean into this thing, you lean into him increasing. I'm telling you, you're leaning into the bonfire of the working, fiery Holy Spirit. You want to get anointed, don't wait on somebody to feel anointed or preach anointed. I'm talking entirely too fast, I know. I'm just excited about this. This is not going to be the bonfire. The bonfire is the living presence of the Holy Spirit burning out in you everything that's anarchist toward the enthronement of Jesus upon your heart. So Father, I pray with my family here and those that will watch and listen to this, I'm asking, increase your preeminence in our person. Increase your preeminence in the temple that is your church. Would you once again be first place in your church that would be revival first place in our affections first place in our missions first place in why we do anything we ever do God I pray for your preeminence and supremacy in our suffering our suffering would you use it as a platform to increase your glory and your exaltation I pray that you would capture shepherds and sheep alike the pulpit and the pew mark them, claim them let Wichita Be a place where your supremacy is seen and savored and is exported out to the nations. God, we love you. We bless you. I'm praying right now. Just let me pray for you real quick here. Break every stronghold, every lie and fiery dart, whether it's a dark thing or an angel of light arrow that looks really good that's distracting us from the person of Jesus Christ. Raise up a bride that loves you. Do the deepest work, whatever it takes, to remove the ambivalence from your bride's heart. Would you be supreme in our affections, our desires? We could cry out like David. we we pant like a deer pants for water, and it wouldn't just be a refrigerator verse. It'd be a testimony. God, make it a testimony in us. So, Lord, enthrone yourself in our lives. Exalt yourself in our lives. Pray for every ministry and mission we had tonight. Send them in your glory. I pray for the community Tim preached about last week. Would you be supreme in our community when we have rich, deep, not going through religious motions community? Pray for kingdom equip to escort the supremacy of Christ in a deeper way into Hillsboro. Pray for old and middle-aged and young alike, for the healthy and the sick in this room. I'm praying you'd be supreme. And in that, we'd find the victory. That's the victory. And so we love you, we bless you. And we give you glory.